welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and for today's episode, why don't we just kick back, relax, get a little bit of uranium-topped pizza, and enjoy ourselves a conversation with one of the most electric guests I've had on this podcast to date. Today's guest is Jacob Behrens, a voice actor with a ton of voiceover credits under his belt, including roles in Genshin Impact, Trials of Mana, and most prominently, playing Shrike Sanchez in Monkey Wrench. I'm not going to lie, this is probably the most I've ever laughed during an episode of the podcast. The energy that Jacob brought to this episode was one that I did not anticipate, but I certainly welcomed it as much as I'm sure you guys are going to enjoy it. If you enjoy our guest, make sure you support him with the links down in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff and I absolutely love it. We'll go a little bit further with that support. Maybe you should consider checking out the merch shop on Fourth Wall with the link down in the description below. We have some outstanding designs done by some amazing artists, former guests of the podcast as well. And I think you would look absolutely spectacular in some of that merch today. And look, if all you want is just a nice, calm, cool, casual place to where you can meet some incredible artists, get to really connect as a community, and really grow, then why don't you consider joining our Discord server, The Artist Sanctuary. With the link down in the description below, you can join a growing group of incredible artists that I think you would be a wonderful addition to today. What? Ah, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Thank you so much for doing this, by the way, especially on such short notice. I, like, whenever Tipsy or Jelly, however you uh, refer to her, whenever she messaged me saying that she got you, first off, she told me in all caps, so she's really excited for this episode. Um, but I was just kind of like, <laughs> I, I literally had to say to her, okay, first of all, you need to communicate with me whenever you're uh, asking people without me letting me know. But also, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad that it, it, it it's, it's seen as I got you, implying that I'm in in high demand, and I'm 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 sorry. I'm just so very busy. I I have to come down and meet with the little people, you know. And it's 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 good for my image. It makes me seem like a real person. So you're very very welcome. So please make sure this is short enough so that I can get out of here and have, go have a creme brulee. Uh, uh, duly noted. Indubitably, I do not want to delay mm. you from from your hourly creme brulee. Um. Mm, yes, hourly. Yes, it's it, it's good for the derriere. Good for the dairy and good for the dairy air. Um, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> no, but but no, it's serious. It's kind of like because again, I like for me at least, I wasn't expecting it. Like my my she has tipsy. She has this weird thing of just giving me people that I wasn't even like expecting to get on the podcast in the first place. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Okay, yeah, no, let's make this happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like I like being uh, unexpected. It, it means I can sneak up on you easier and, and just go. Bah! Exactly. Uh, uh. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that an alien? No, it's a skeleton. Oh, it's a, oh, it's uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, do you know his favorite snack? Yep, <laughs> yep. It's it's not Tom Shock, sadly. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! No, his name is Clyde. <laughs> Oh, okay. 
I, I'll refer to his, uh, refer to him as, uh, uh, oh, what did I call? Shit. Joke lost. Moving on. <laughs> A for effort. Um, okay, I'm going to ask this ahead of time so I don't butcher it when I do your little intro. Your last name, is it Barons or Barons? How do you pronounce your last name? Barons. Barons. Just making sure. Um, I, I can only imagine there's probably been at least a handful of people that may have pronounced it one way or another. Um, well, when they do, well, when they do, then I make sure to say, "Hey, can you please take me off your list? Thank you. Goodbye. Click." <laughs> All right, but <laughs> I guess this is gonna be a lost episode if I mispronounce your name. <laughs> oh no! Yes, Mister Berhorians. Yes, exactly like that. Do it more like, uh, um, like Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> for herons yes <clears throat> darling we're going to go out to the 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 sub-sahara bear herons <laughs> where honey <laughs> honey are you okay i'm having this <laughs> once again thank you so much for taking the opportunity to do this because it's gonna be a great episode <laughs> <laughs> you think so i i know so um do you uh -oh. Do you have any questions? Do you, do you have any questions or concerns before we get the show on the road? Oh, I have many concerns in life, but I don't think that's going to be solved in this podcast. <laughs> so, how does that make you feel? Uh, I, I, it makes me feel tingly in my nether regions, and it also makes me feel tingly in the back of my head. And <laughs> Nathan, help me! <laughs> Look, I, I, okay. Here's my recommendation for you: um, go see a professional, because that's what I am not. Um... <laughs> I, 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 you assume I have money. <laughs> you assume I have money. <laughs> well, that's why I'm here. You're cheap. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. All right. Wonderful. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jacob, before I really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Let's say you get to go to a desert island on your own accord. It's just you alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe. You get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit. With accommodations, you're not stranded on an island. It's, it's, it's a little mini paradise for you. Uh, to help make sure you don't go completely insane on this island, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever kind of mindset you want on your little paradise. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? Insanity. Insanity. <clears throat> Insanity is drastically more entertaining. I mean, you, you end up making new friends, like all these all these people join you on the island. That yeah, like suddenly suddenly the trees start talking, they have personality, and then you know the your your uh, uh, the sand starts uh, turning into cotton candy and it's delicious and uh, you you uh, the coconuts start uh, talking to you as well and it starts to uh, become a sinister cabal it starts a mafia of coconuts on the island that you have to uh, join with the palm trees against the coconuts and uh, it becomes this whole epic tale that all because of insanity so no media could ever possibly meet that that's true that's true plus you can't forget about the <laughs> delicious lemonade sea out there like once you truly get invested. yeah it's it's like the more that you drink like the more interesting the story becomes it's right? just like yeah so no my own brain is is uh my my vastly superior creative brain is so much more interesting um i don't know uh <laughs> um the thing is like television or movies or anything like that eventually you're gonna get bored of any of it right uh i blah, 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 blah. 
Um, I, I, I prepared. I prepared. <laughs> um, I, 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 I mean, if it helps out, again, keep in mind whatever you want to consider like media, art, so like, you know, movies, TV show, video games, music, like whatever you consider in that realm of it or whatnot to help you narrow down your answer. Like that, that's all fair game. I'm not very limiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. This is the, the interview question, which that uh, if I get it wrong, then they think I'm a psychopath and report me to the police. Um, I mean, you, you were initially saying insanity. I mean, I figured that if they haven't called the police at this point, you know, they're, they're along for the ride. Yes, yes. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll take the entirety of the internet movie database, and uh, I'll, I'll get back to you. You know what? That, honestly, that's a good answer. It's valid. Like the fact that, like, you can't narrow down the answers to so just have everything and watch some of the stuff you have not no. watched before. <clears throat> no, my, my, because my fucking pedantic, pedantic ass brain is just like, well, you could choose like a season of television or something. So you could choose something like. I don't know, Steven Universe, or you could go pick up uh, Aqua Teen, or you could go pick up um, uh, Samurai Jack, or you could go pick up uh, Breaking Bad. But, you know, uh, by the time I'm done with that, my, my uh, TikTok-ish brain is is already wanting to move on to something. It's just like, ha no, bitch, this is the only thing on the island. You get to analyze every single wrinkle in Walter White's face for the rest of eternity. <laughs> Not for all of eternity. You can choose when you get off the island. I mean... <laughs> I, I could choose on when I get to um, get off the island. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're spicy. Like uh, I said, spicy podcast. Good. good. I, it's, I, it's very rare that this podcast gets to be spicy like that. I enjoy spicy. Mm. Um, Picante. <laughs> indeed. Indubitably. Um, but, okay, so regardless, I guess the entirety of the internet movie CV fan base one. That's your answer. You're locking that in. Oh god, no. Um, I'm, I'm gonna ask the audience. Hold on. Uh, K50. This person of the audience says Garden of Ban Ban. Oh fuck. Um. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm going with my answer. Yes. Final answer. Then what is, do I get? Well, if that's the case, you get a wonderful opportunity to appear on the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome everyone. I am your. Fuck. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Uh, you can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PMAP. And follow us on uh, Instagram, Blue Sky, Twitter, most social media platforms, at Postmod Art Pod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> he is a voice actor with over 1,600 voiceover jobs under his belt, including roles in Genshin Impact, Trials of Mana, and most prominently playing Shrike Sanchez in Monkey Wrench. Welcome to the podcast, Jacob Barons! Okay, that was good. So, um, a couple notes. Okay. We just need to roll roll it back. Um, okay. So, uh, you're, you were a little bit rushed in the beginning. Okay. Um, uh, you want to be able to, like, really, uh, the, the audience is just going to kind of, like, really want to uh, uh, hear every single one of those those talking points. You mm -hmm. know, you don't want to kind of garble it or anything like that. Um, uh, you, you definitely want to make that guy, uh, Jacob, like, sound a, lot, a little bit more grandiose. We like to use the word gravitas. Gravitas, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and, uh, yeah, or gravy test, whatever you prefer. And um, yeah, uh, but but I but I like what you did. I like what you did. Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's do take two. Okay, and uh, rolling okay. whenever you're ready. All right, <clears throat> including today's guest. <clears throat> 
He is a voice actor with over 1,600 voiceover jobs under his belt, including roles in Genshin Impact, Trials of Mana, and most prominently playing Shrike Sanchez in Monkey Wrench. Welcome to the podcast, Jacob Barons! Yeah, I like that. We'll chop, we'll chop off the first part of the first one and, and play, put it together. Good, good job. Okay, moving on. All right, moving on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Hello, today? my name is Jimmy Glick. I'm here today with uh, with this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful talent here. His name uh, is his name is is, is Nathan Ragland. Uh, Nathan Ragland. Nathan Postmodern Art Podcast. How are you doing, Nathan Postmodern Art Podcast? I am doing wonderful, Jiminy. It's, 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 it's an honor. It's an honor. Did you choose that name, Postmodern Art Podcast? Or are you part of the podcast family? Mm, I, I, I believe I was kind of fam- doctored into the uh, podcast family. That's so very interesting. I love it. <laughs> Do you think that that name is a bit too long? It's like having a big mouthful. It's, it's a very lot of mouth. Nathan Postmodern Art Podcast. It doesn't, doesn't really roll off the tongue. Ah. It, 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 it doesn't feel like it's rolling off the tongue so much as I got a, an iguana stuck in my throat. Well, I mean, like, you know, I, I feel like, you know, having that big, prominent name like that makes people, it makes it feel a little bit more important, you know, when you have a big name like that. <laughs> prominent name. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> you can tell I've been enjoying lots of Jiminy Click lately. No, I, I, I'm glad that, I'm glad that we derailed the conversation right off the bat with that little Jiminy Click thing, because, uh, God, that is a, a, just a character at the very least uh-huh. <laughs> oh god like I, I i love that they brought him back so many times no and, and martin short is uh brilliant and yeah if um uh if you ever want a chance to see him actually possibly break characters you watch the uh the kathy lee gifford one yes um because she she has uh, she keeps right up along with him and it's 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 wonderful wonderful <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jiminy aside, let's get back to Jacob, if I may. Oh, uh, okay. Jake- I don't, I don't, that guy's okay. <laughs> no, like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy Jiminy, but I am here for Jacob, all right? And Jacob, I gotta say, thank you so much for taking the opportunity to be here once again. Um, Trust me, like, knowing kind of the impact you've kind of had, and that, especially after doing some research, seeing the impact I didn't realize you've had when it comes to some of the incredible voice acting work that you've done, I, I, I feel honored to have you here on the podcast, and I cannot thank you enough. But before I really talk about the stuff you are doing these days, I want to go back just a little bit and learn more or less the origin story of Jacob. What got you interested in art and voiceover work in the first place? Um, I, I want, wanted everyone to like me. I wanted everyone, (laughs) I wanted everyone to like me and, uh, had low, low self-esteem. And if I uh, did the funny voices and, um, if someone, uh, you know, liked what I did, then, uh, then everyone would like me and then I would be happy boy. Um, no, uh, not, not, not in the least bit. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I gotta derail. I gotta make sure that every single question is derailed. That's that's my shtick. You'll figure that out and get sick of it in a few few moments. Um, three, two, one, sick of it. Uh, so yeah, uh, I I love animation ever since I was a, a little kid, and um, I have dumb hands, so I can't draw. Um, okay. I never thought about uh, uh, writing because I hated writing. Um, and I was just like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to enjoy <clears throat> animation from afar, like uh, like the, the 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 wall, or was it um, wallflower at a, at a dance and getting to watch animation happening fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, 
when I was 16 um, at Anime or, or Orange Anime Orlando, uh, okay. there was a workshop being run by Sandy Fox and Lex Lang. Uh, Lex Lang. Lex Lang. Lex Lang. Lex, second take. Um, and uh, the, it was about voiceover. And I was like, voice over. Wait. There are people. There are people doing those characters. There are people doing those voices. Hang on a sec. I can do voices. I I I, I can I could be in the cartoons. I could be in the cartoons. Let's let's go do this. And uh, yeah, um, I I I really enjoyed it and started pursuing it. And four years later, I gave it up. Oh wow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You have me in the first half. Not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I I tried for four years to to figure out how to do this. I, I live in St. Pete, Florida, so okay. Um, there, I it, you know, it's city of a million, but still, like, uh, it, it was hard to find any sort of acting anything um, around there. Like, uh, there was theater, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, th- certainly theater technique works along with it, but it is not voice acting i attended a few workshops but i could not figure it out and for eight years i tried to pick up an entire new career uh in entertainment doing uh audio editing okay uh trying to to just be in the booth at the same time uh as as voiceover was going on so that in this magical moment maybe uh the actor just did a few takes and the director's working on it and i i look over and go Hey, maybe the, the voice should be doing like this, right? And the director slowly pans over his head and looks at me. He's like, could you do that voice again? Yeah, like this, right? And it's like, you, you are the next Marlon Brando. That parrot voice has been what we've been looking for this entire time. Get in there, champ. <laughs> and um, no, that didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, I picked it up again uh, for this, that, and the other reason um, uh, around age 27-ish and went uh, full-time at, like, 29 and been doing it ever since. Uh, And, yeah, uh, it's my dream, and I will be doing this until the day I die. Good. I'm glad you are, because especially the stuff you have been doing and getting the the opportunities you have been getting, I, I, I would like to hope you keep doing it for at least a good couple more years. That's all I'm trying to at least ask it for. <laughs> a good couple more years. That's all I got. There's a couple more years. Thanks for the timer, buddy. <laughs> it's like, that's what you got left in it. That's what it's, no. that's what, by, the, by the tone of his voice and by his conviction, he sounds like he's got a, at, least, at least a couple more years in him. <laughs> the old girl. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, no, but in all seriousness, like you know, I could especially see you, like especially the range you kind of have, like doing this for the rest of your life. And I sincerely hope that like you get those opportunities. And like especially hearing that like there was a period to where you weren't doing this, like baffles me, like more than anything. Else. Especially see like hearing some of the stuff you've had a hand in and hearing the opportunities that you've had. Like, just knowing that there was a period to where, like, that wasn't even, like, if it was a thought, it was a far-off thought. That, like, baffles me. Like, was it almost discouraging to have to, like, step away from it? It was extremely discouraging because, like, um, I, I, I I tried my, my damnedest to uh, to try and, and get into it. Uh, I And I just couldn't find the avenues. Oh, Jesus. You know, oh, hold on. I'm going through puberty. <laughs> Hydrate before you dehydrate, folks. Exactly. Um but uh yeah um i i i mean the 
logic that I gave myself. And uh, oddly enough, it, it was terrible. It was Aquatine that made me, um, you know, convince myself that I couldn't do this because when I mean, you look at the credits for that uh, show, you have three actors and one of the actors is the director. And mm -hmm. yes, yeah, an adult swim show and they definitely have a, a different production than a lot of places, but looking at like how many artists there were and how many uh, post-production audio and, and, and coordinators and all these people, you know, I have this crew of like, it had to be at least 40 or 50 people for Aqua Teen. You only had three actors and one of them being the, the director. And it's just like, that is an extremely exclusive job. I have to be so goddamn good to get into that job. Mm. And I don't have what it takes. Obviously, like I can barely, I can barely book these little fan projects online, so I can't do it. But uh, I can do technical stuff. I build computer good, so I can I learn the Pro Tools and then I do the audio and and I do the mouse. I move the clickety clickety click, and then maybe I can be around the voiceover. Oh God, I hate this. <laughs> and yeah, I um, I I. I found it again, oddly enough, and it's going to seem cheesy, but the show that made me think that there was a change in the voiceover world and I had a chance was Steven Universe. Okay. Because because the main voice cast, except kind of Zach Callison, but he didn't he had maybe one or two voice credits under his name, but the rest of it, they they weren't all that prominent. Like, um, uh, Michaela Dietz had some stuff in uh, 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 San Andreas. Um, Dee Dee Magno Hall had, uh, you know, a musical theater experience, but no voice acting experience. And of course, Estelle had absolutely no experience right. whatsoever in voiceover. And I was, and uh, what is it? Tom, uh, Tom, uh, uh, shit. Uh, I, I, I can't think of the last name on top of my head either. Yeah. So. yeah uh, <laughs> Mr. The Best Show uh, himself. Mm -hmm. um, but none of them did. And I was just like, there's a change going on. Uh, it's no, it's no longer every single role being played by Tom Kenny or Gray Delisle or, um, Tara Strong or, or, um, uh, uh, Frank Welker. Well, a little bit less Frank Welker at that point, but man's the Marlon Brando of voice acting. He doesn't need to, right. to take as many roles nowadays. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, there's a change going on and I came back in, uh, I couldn't stay away and I've never worked harder for something or wanted something harder, uh, in my life. And that was voice acting. I, I, I love it. And I can't ever get away from it because it's so prominent in the media that I love. Um, I, and it's the, it's the greatest thing that uh, it's the greatest fun and love that I have of doing anything, um, is, is, doing this job and uh, when I'm in that booth getting to be in these worlds and be these places that don't even exist or talk to people that don't even exist in, in times and places and dimensions that are, are outside of reality. And it's just an amazing experience that I can't get anywhere else. And I, I, yeah, I'll do it to the day I die. Good, good. I'm sincerely happy to hear that, especially knowing that like, it took kind of a change in the industry, especially for a show like Steven Universe, where, yeah, nowadays people give it, you know, give it crap for all sorts of different aspects of it. But, like, especially mm -hmm. especially considering the voice acting aspect of it, like, those the, the people that voice acted on that, that basically gave their hearts for those roles. Like, they did a really yep. good job putting everything into that. And especially, like you said, 
they they may have had like small little to no experience beforehand but the fact that they made those characters like their own they made those characters believable for you like it's encouraging to hear that that was the thing that like brought you back in so i'm curious all right so you've been out of it for a little bit do you remember some of the first work that you were getting or at least the first bits of work that you were like proud of like okay this like it validated you getting back into voice acting um <clears throat> let's see well the the big one that uh reaffirmed everything uh about oh what would it have been um about two-ish two or two and a half two three-ish years into this you know doing this full time mm -hmm. um i got to meet up with the fantastic wonderful kalel bogdanov um there's a reason why he's named after superman um, and he, every single time I get to work with him, be it in a workshop or on a, on a production, the man is, uh, just, he makes you feel like a superstar and he, he actually is the reason why I'm <clears throat> ever so slightly trying to dip my toes into directing, okay. um, because he just inspires me so much. Uh, but he cast me in trials of mana. Yes. Um, which was it really just uh re-inspired me because i got to live in the world of mana mm -hmm. um which you know up until that point i uh you know i i had little little things here and there um but uh i i only ever got to live in these worlds for like an hour or two hours or something like that for for a character role and even less for you know commercial because i'm not i'm not living in the world of intel or uh you know <laughs> uh, uh i i del taco del taco's new new supremo taco didn't really uh uh tickle my fancy for um uh, living in living in the an interesting world but yeah with trials of mana i for over the two months i got to uh live in that world and uh for three days out of the week four hours uh each day um sorry the, what did i say three days a week four hours a day okay i got mm -hmm. it sorry rented brain um <laughs> yeah i i was getting to live in this place and experience everything that this character ran was experiencing and meeting these people and it really reaffirmed all that um in in contrast um the very first uh the the very <laughs> the very first uh voiceover gig that i got getting back into this oh, was wow. um um it was softcore porn oh oh lovely <laughs> <laughs> oh we get extra spicy on this one <laughs> yeah yeah we are no it, and the thing is like it was this this comic website or whatever where and i say that because it was like half a legit story and half Ron. um but yeah it was it was very weird going jumping back into this whole thing it's like oh man i'm ready to do characters and ready to do all this stuff and then i have to do some very interesting efforts um that i've never trained for or never was prepared for and and no one ever uh, told me how to do that kind of stuff so i'm like eh, it's, it's 500 bucks i've never seen that much money yeah. in my life doing acting and um yeah, Ron uh, sells, I guess. I was say, but, as long as they're willing to pay. I mean. uh, yeah, yeah, they, they were they were willing to pay. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so that th- that was my first experience. Trials of Mana, uh, career affirming, getting to work with a fantastic, amazing director. First ever legit voiceover job. Prawn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's all experiences. At the end of the day, like you're gonna keep those near and dear to your heart. Maybe not so much the, the prawn. It's, it, it's kind of a you know a, a, a plaque mm. in the background at the very least. I'll keep you know. the I'll keep it near and dear to somewhere. <laughs> Oh goodness, that that's, I mean, it's incredible to hear that. Like, especially you got to uh, be a prominent voice in such a influential game when it comes to Trials of Mana. Because I know that when, especially whenever they announced those games, like you know, at least the re-release stuff like that, people were going crazy over that stuff because it was like such a near and dear to like so many different people. So I imagine for you, being able to live in that world has to be like a wholly different experience. Being one of the people in it, yeah, it's 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 the whole. I mean, I'll, I'll say it, it's the reason that I do this, you know, um, like I, 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 like I said, I love animation. I love video games and I, I, I love uh, so many of these worlds that, um, uh, that these writers create. Um, I'm always in awe of, of what writers, uh, are able to just come out of thin air. Cause I can't write for shit. Um, and uh, uh, you know WGA strong SAG after strong because uh, being able to like just thinking of your favorite video game ever mm-hmm. just you you have that enjoyment that that third person enjoyment of getting to do the video game mechanics and getting to you know uh, have the triumph of beating this that or the other thing or experiencing the world uh, um, through the eyes of this character but what if you were that character like right. actually in every single uh uh you know once you have become fully dedicated to a character uh, as you do when when you're an actor um you you are there by every single one of your senses you can smell it you can see it with your with your mind's eye you can hear it everything your skin is tingling because of the humidity in the air around you you feel the leaf brushing a, a, along your your arm as you're walking through uh this jungle um, uh, on-camera actors get even more because they get costumes, they get props, they get other right. actors to uh, to interact with. But when you're doing voice acting, um, it's both a difficulty because it's all in your imagination, but also a complete boon because you get to make it whatever you want and make it as real as as you can possibly think that it is. Right. And when you get to pl- when you get to be in the world of your favorite video games or be in the world of your you know your your favorite animation. Um, yeah, it's it's the ultimate it's the ultimate way to travel. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I I could not agree more. See, I like for me, I've been dipping my toes into voice acting here and there and getting like little opportunities and such. Like the closest Congratulations, I, dude. Th- thank you. I appreciate that. I was going to say the closest I've had so far is a former guest I found on the podcast uh for his first game that he was producing. Uh he needed a voice actor. Uh, to be basically like the 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 narrator slash like the little voices on these little tape recorders that you see like throughout the game and such. Yeah. And, and, and like again, this is like his first video game that he made like all by himself, and so you get to hear me as Doctor F, Chief of the Night Research. And basically, I got to <laughs> I in that case, I got to go to the moon. Who can say that? <laughs> exactly. You're one of the few people that were was standing on the moon in every sense of the word, except for physical. But I mean, if every one of your other senses says that you're there then you're there 
Exactly, exactly. And I imagine, especially with some of the roles that you've been able to get, like some of the worlds you've been able to explore, no matter how long or how short you've been able to have in the role, like that's got to be just like <laughs> that imagination, that insanity you were talking about further is really like firing on all cylinders. <laughs> oh, man. He, oh, he connected it to the icebreaker question. Okay, okay. I think I'm uh, actually a little bit glad to be on this interview now. Okay, <laughs> sure. All right. All right. I see you, uh, Nathan, Postmodern Arc Podcast. You're wonderful. <laughs> thank you thank <laughs> goodness uh, I, I was also going to say like I, I you know going kind of keeping the same vein but also like you know just veering off the path just a little bit like I love how you were talking about like all these different experiences and such and get to explore these different worlds but I just got to talk about something that I can't believe that I connected a whole lot as I was doing my research stuff like that I didn't realize how much commercial work you had done um, and so <laughs> When I was doing my research and hearing some of these commercials that you've had a hand in and stuff like that, I just realized, oh, God, I've heard your voice for years and I just didn't realize it. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a reason why I put the I, I changed my tag through from a colorful cast of characters to you've heard him before. Yep. Um, <laughs> like, uh, OK, um, for anyone listening to this. Uh, um, hi, Millie. Hi. Uh, hi, Squiddy. Hi. Uh, um, hi, Ouija. Um, the, the three people that I know are going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm bringing three people to your, your audience. I'm, I'm expanding it. I'm such an on-demand, like you said, an on-demand talent. <laughs> Everyone's clamoring for this interview. I, I just um, got to ask real quickly. When you say Squiddy, is that Squitterdoodle? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I was gonna say I know them because uh, Tipsy actually uh, commissioned Squiddy to make a uh, make a piece for me for my birthday. Um, oh yeah. So they they are a fantastic artist. Oh God, uh, they are like I am in awe every time they put something out. And um, uh, uh, Cuppy Cake, uh, my other friend, is is uh, a fantastic artist as well. Um, but I'm so glad that you you commissioned Squiddoodle and uh, Squiddy. Come on the podcast. You can, you can, you you can find stuff to talk about. I've, just, just come on the podcast. It'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be fine. It'll one, be fine. One, I'll probably ask um, them too. I'll probably be the one. I'll probably go to them to commission them to do the thumbnail for this episode. So who knows? Oh, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Well, please, please, like, uh, I, I'd be honored for my episode to have be associated with with Squiddy's art. Um, what was the question? The, uh, the, the, the commercial work, like back to where we were Oh, the about. commercial work. Yes, yes, commercial work. Okay, take two. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, for any of the uh, potential voice actors listening to this, um, if you want to make this your career, you cannot do it exclusively on character work. Right. Um, you cannot do it for the majority of character work. In fact, character work is probably going to be depending on what you get into, it's probably going to be about 15% of what you do. Um, if you're uh, if you're not uh, one of the anime voice actors that's going out to conventions a whole lot of the time, and even then, no, not, not even for the anime voice actors, what am I talking about? Like, unless you're Tom Kenny, mm -hmm. you are the, uh, I would say... 80% of what you do is not going to be character work. Uh, you do get occasionally the fun of doing a character in a, uh, in a commercial. It's like, honey, did you leave the bratwurst on the grill? <laughs> oh no. I wish I had had bacon sauce. Um, but yeah, I, for commercials, uh, it's, it's the majority of what you need to do and you have to be trained in stuff or stuff like that. It's also where the big money is. Mm. Um, and, and, 
you've got explainers, you've got commercials, you've got um, uh, industrials, you've got the jo- the door is ajar. Um, you've got phone uh, f- uh, phone trees. It's like press one to connect, press two to fuck off. Um, <laughs> you uh, what else? You've got. Uh, what else is? Oh, the the one I just did recently for the uh, Calgary Stampede. It was the Ooh. this that yeah. Um, it was this announcement. It was the the opening video announcement thing right before the fireworks for the entire like uh, uh, two three week event. Um, something I'd never gotten to do before was this epic uh, um, heart pounding kind of video, and it was it was super fun. But you're always finding these new genres, and if you're trying to get into voiceover and do this a career, you want to train in as many of them as you can as possible, and the ones that you're comfortable with. Um, the only ones that I don't really do are uh, are audiobooks because I have neither the patience uh, nor nor the the vocal strength to keep doing audiobooks Valid. but um, but if you can just train in all of these things you take all the mo- or all this money that you you're making from this kind of stuff and you can put it into classes uh, you can put it into demos uh, all relating to character and then get to do the reason that you're doing this career. Uh, but the majority of your time, you're going to be doing those sort of things and commercials and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the reality of a voiceover career. Uh, and if that still interests you, then you should belong in this in this industry. Um, if you're mostly looking to just do character stuff and you really don't want to take the time to do commercials and explainers and all those those you know more boring type stuff then it's i I would say it's a little bit more of a hobby and you can still do the training you can still do uh that sort of thing to get better and in in character but there just is a reality that i had to discover getting into this that the fun that i have doing this um is is going to be limited to what i can channel from the majority of, of commercials and, and explainers into the character work and the marketing to find more character work and getting, getting agents to get character work and that sort of thing. Um, and, and just to emphasize the point, uh, when you're getting an agent, the very first thing they're going to listen to is your commercial de- or your commercial demo. Fair enough. Like you, you have to have a solid competitive commercial demo first and foremost. And if they like your commercial demo, then they'll listen to your animation and your video game and then interactive and all that kind of stuff. Okay. But you have, you have to be good in uh, and competitive in commercials. And there are ways to, to, uh, to make commercials fun and make it more like your character work, but that's getting a little bit more into my, the teaching side of things and, right. and, and classes and workshops and that sort of thing. So um, uh, if, if you ever want to learn a little bit more about that stuff, I, I do do coaching and I do, I'm trying to run a class eventually if enough people are interested. So I'll let people know then anyway, <laughs> when you get, the, when you get the class up, let me know. Cause I definitely want to be a part of that. I want to get more into it. And I mean, like, especially with what you're talking about, like I'm definitely taking notes and keeping, keeping this stuff to heart because if I want to take this, cause it has been a hobby for me to like, just wrap the bat, just like little opportunities I can, especially to help those that I brought on the podcast that I know would appreciate like uh, an additional voice here and there. Like just be like, you don't like, I just want the opportunity, like just at least starting out. But like, especially knowing that like, 
the commercial aspect is something that I need to take a lot, a little bit more seriously if I really want to like go into this field. Like it makes sense, and especially with you know you're saying like it can be fun. Like I can only imagine like with certain you know products that you've been able to represent, such as you know Mr. Clean, Six Flags, Del Taco. Like there's got to be at least some fun presenting those brands. Yeah, and I mean uh, the the thing that I found a little bit fairly recently to try and. Uh, um, make it a bit more fun is making these auditions have uh, some improv in them. Mm. Um, uh, this is uh, a little, little controversial, but I've started to do it anyway. Um, and some casting directors or, or directors or coaches will say, no, 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 never do this. But uh, it's better to put in a bold audition than a milquetoast like gray audition. Because the world of commercial right now uh, is is very gray, very every man, ever trying to appeal to the widest range of people. It's the reason why you probably don't remember any commercial whatsoever. Uh, whereas you can instantly remember something maybe from the early two thousands, like uh, um, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, I just said instantly remember, and I can't remember. Um, <laughs> But like uh, a bunch of balloons or something like that, or or, or beanie baby commercials, or um, uh, uh, I say like those, the, uh, the, the like the Sunny D commercials or the Capri Sun commercials and such. Yeah, or or uh, build the helicopter. Um, yeah, you re- you remember those ones because they had personality. Mm-hmm. And commercials nowadays, they're I mean. I'll, good deal of them specifically car insurance commercials uh, everyone's remembering like pro- like progressive with flow or mm-hmm. you know the geico gecko or um uh everyone remember a lot of people or at least uh, older people like me um remember the budweiser frogs or yep. um yeah you remember that shit because it was you know out there it was uh, uh taking a risk mm-hmm. um and that's something that you can do in your commercial auditions is you take the risk of adding in some improv here and there one to make it sound like a real person um because commercials are not written how real people talk and uh two just to like if you can make the casting director laugh they'll at least submit your thing to the client and 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 submit your your audition to the client and then you can uh, – uh, and, then, and then it's just up in the air. You're either going to get this client that's just like, no, 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 no. We need to make it uh, as close to what's on TV as possible. We don't want to take any risk. We got we to gotta make sure that, that uh, uh, mom and pop will listen to this as well as, uh, as uh, the, the emo child also identifies with Del Taco. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, if you can take that risk and putting that into your commercials, it makes your auditions a lot more fun because you come across as a lot more genuine um, in either, you know, your, your intensity or the way that you're speaking or anything like that. You're actually enjoying it as opposed to, you know, just trying to sound like the rest of the commercial world, trying to emulate them Uh, or the most dreaded, freaking freaking i'm gonna just go on a slight rant here go for uh, it. like i haven't like i haven't already been doing this um the thing that you're going to encounter so often is we want it friendly conversational sounding like you're talking to your buddy at the bar we want you to sound like the everyman we want you to uh, or uh what is it um the the word is conversational mm. and it's not a re- i mean technically it's a real word but it's not a way in which 
anyone actually speaks. Right. Uh, it's it's uh, they don't want you to sound like a conversation because a conversation doesn't have the ups and downs and the beginning and end and and the product names of a uh, 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 of an actual conversation. But they want you to take their very unconversational text and and speech and make it sound uh, like a conversation or make it sound conversational ish and no because no one actually speaks like this it goes against any acting te- technique that you have you're supposed to identify with this character you're supposed to see what environment they're in who are they talking to um uh, uh what happened before that conversation how are they feeling at that moment uh what is their intention what reaction that you want out of your scene partner all of that stuff mm-hmm. and how so much commercial is taught it's flies in the face of most of that so if you can add in that improv, add in um, uh, that enthusiasm and feel fearless to bring you, actual you, not commercial you, into this and be willing to change their script, you can, or ju- just a bit, uh, enough that it, it feels real to you or, or that you make it funny or that you make it interesting, then you can... Uh, start to really enjoy your your commercial and explainer and and industrial type uh, auditions and that helps you really get through uh, the career and get to the fun stuff uh, that you really want to in the character right absolutely i mean like you want to talk about the the fun stuff especially with the characters that you have been able to get like you've you've had quite a bit so i can only imagine trying to to trudge through the conversationalist the conversational kind of of commercial work and such at times or whatnot like just to get to that fun stuff like like you said it pays but also like i imagine you pine for those like character opportunities more than anything else please (laughs) i want an outstretched hand to the hand of god please give me the care give give me the role i can do it i can do this voice i can do this voice. i i can do this pirate i can do patchy the pirate please just hire me the characters you have been able to 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 get a hand in and stuff like that, like you've been able to really embrace some characters, like both ones that are wholly original and ones that people may have recognized for years on end. There's a couple that I did write down, especially when it comes to the video game aspects. We already talked about Charles of Mana a little bit, but I mean, I imagine some of the other ones you've had a hand in, such as like Genshin Impact, like the fact that you got to provide a voice for that, especially with how prominent of a game that is. And like, it, it must be incredible to really embrace yourself in a video game more than anything else, especially when it comes to characters. Yeah. Um, Genshin impact was a lot of fun, uh, getting to work with Chris and, um, uh, that, that was for, uh, Kusela. Um, those were, those were a fun, I, I, I've played at least, what is this point? About eight characters in Genshin. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, there, there are the few named ones. I, I can't, mentioned just yet the uh the the other ones because uh, it hasn't come out yet mm. but um yeah uh that was it's 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 almost it's almost seems like a, a mini audition but also getting to when you get to live in that world um you're not really thinking about it being an audition i guess is a way to put it um but yeah Genshin being able to do all of those kinds of characters, getting to not only show that range, but also getting to live in all different portions of that world from so many different perspectives, 
it's uh, it, it it really tickles tickles my pickle uh, when uh, uh, for tickles the voice acting pickle and yeah for for video games um, it, it it does depend because with something like Trials of Mana or Genshin um, uh, being a bit more uh, anime focused it's a little bit more heightened but um, a real fun thing about video games is that you really get to tap into that. Um, I would say on camera type acting, but really trying to make it as real as possible um, <clears throat> with stuff like last of us uh, elevating the, uh, the medium. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Video games, you get to, to bring it down a little bit uh, and um, really feel uh, like, like some of these on camera uh, stars do where, it's 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 feeling I, I don't necessarily say realistic because uh there's no there's not to say that the acting in in more anime focused games isn't realistic but it, like in the game uh uh lake uh we're getting yes. to play mickey um i really got to to tap in with uh uh um db cooper uh directing me uh and just really feel like a regular person and exist existing in this world and it's it's a lot of fun bringing that little aspect of myself that makes me identify with this character and makes in making it me but at the same time embodying this very real experience that someone can go through because the game is set in reality right um and and getting to jump from person to person uh, in the real world, uh, into lives that I, so many lives that I could never, uh, uh, experience in one lifetime. Uh, that's the, the, the beauty of video games and getting to, uh, not only do the realistic part, but also a realistic, uh, maybe one day getting to do a more realistic, uh, type character in the real world, but that's been changed ever so slightly, like with something like last of us. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what I really love doing with video games is it, brings out that 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 more real world uh feeling acting uh as opposed to uh with animation i get to really just like bounce off the walls or i i, I get to, <laughs> to, to 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 just dive into it and and uh, uh have a lot of have a lot of fun with it as well as keeping it realistic yeah, no, I can only imagine, although I will say when it comes to video games, like, I hope it's a realistic to a certain part, because I can only imagine if you want to be as realistic as the world of Judge Dredd, like you did for that mobile game or whatnot, I don't know if I want to be a part of that world. That seems like a very interesting world to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to I, I, well, yeah, and I, God, I was, that was a role I never thought I was going to play with, oh, with, wow. uh, with Judge Dredd. Yeah, because, like, um, I, uh, I, I don't really, um see my vocal range being in the range for something like like judge dread. And I, I do the voice right now, but I really have to warm up for that voice. Mm. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I can't say I'd really want to live in mega city one. Um, (laughs) the thing is that, uh, seeing like, uh, uh, something like the peach trees tower in, in dread or, uh, seeing mega city one, I don't know. I, I start looking around nowadays and it, it seems like a few things here and there are starting to move in that direction. And I, um, I, I always tend to go back to the movie dread or go back to mega city one and, and think, okay, how can I prepare 
to yeah. be like that badass in in Mega City One. Do I really have to? Do I really have to start picking up uh, like a law degree to start being able to spout it out? And do I need to get some sort of automatic uh, um, uh, uh, sense of justice? And do I need to start wearing helmets and pauldrons and all this sort of thing to prepare myself for when the world becomes Mega City One? I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'd want to live there. But I feel like I might eventually have to learn how to wear pauldrons to live there. <laughs> I hear here's my little guide on how to prepare for living in a world like that. Okay. Step one, move uh-huh. the fuck away from there. Get as far away from that city as possible. <laughs> I, I, I hope so. I hope that's an option. Cause, uh, yeah. And, uh, the outside of mega city one, um, it's certainly, uh, none too fun. I, unless you like having extra limbs or something like that. I mean, I think extra limbs could be cool. I mean, I can get more done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can certainly sift through more sand and 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 dig a little bit faster, and then uh, maybe if you get another leg, you can run faster from the mutants. There we go. That's exactly how it needs to be. <laughs> uh, goodness. Oh man, I you know hearing like you know like warm ups and and you know all these different characters. I have to know like especially for you like whether it be with video games or even commercial worker, especially with animation stuff like that, like. When you're given roles, and you've had, like I said before, tons of roles, how do you mentally prepare for a role? Like, how how is it, like, how are you, like, given like, a certain role that you want opportunity to, like, sink your teeth into, and how do you prepare to, like, bring that character out to its fullest? Well, first, fetal position. Okay. Um, then uh, existential crisis, realizing I'm not good enough. Uh, then completely giving up, then coming back and saying, no, I'm the greatest. Uh, okay. And then um, uh, reading along the script and say, oh, no, I can't uh, can't possibly do this. Um, and then looking at it through the script is like, no, this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Then fetal phys- position again. Um, then uh, uh, some throat coat tea, some warm ups, uh, um, some more reading in the script and, comp- and preparing and thinking, OK, this is this might work and this might work. And then going back in fetal position and just going to bed. OK. Okay. Yeah. At one point, <laughs> at what point does the crying come in? Is that like during the field position? Oh, that's or? all. Oh no, no, that's during the entire time. The entire. That's, the, that's why I'm. Hi, that's why I'm constantly hydrating. Is because you know constantly crying and uh, yeah. Um, and and yeah, for preparing for these things, it's very short notice. Everything okay. is like a twenty-four hour turnaround in this world. Okay. Uh, so you know, uh, I've had it where you know audition comes in. Uh, you read through the specs, you read uh, what it's going to be used for, um, usually because commercial or explainer, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, you follow your instincts and you just go. Um, and you, and of course, you develop those instincts over time. But yeah, you, you got to get this stuff done. Um, I've had auditions that have a one hour turnaround. Oh, wow. Um, where, you know, the, 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 casting director fucked up and they didn't send it uh, in at time and 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 it's it's due for the client uh, that day at 5 p.m or something like that uh so this is, is very fast pace and you really need to be able to both follow your instincts and be able to self-direct and figure out exactly uh, what you're going to bring to this and make sure you you do not follow that instinct of okay what do they want uh, what are they actually what do they want to do they want this voice do they want this read do they want it to sound like this or anything like that because clients don't know what they want 
Right. <laughs> they, they, they don't know what they want. Um, as evident with the with the clients that, you know, try and sound like everything else and, and commercials that sound, you know, like everything else. Clients don't know what they want. But if you can bring them something uh, that they didn't know that they want, a la um, uh, uh, the alien from Fairly Odd Parents that um, yeah. Rob Paulson did. Yeah, uh, that's that's the thing that you can bring to it is bring them bring them what they didn't know what they want. And if they didn't want what you brought, well, then they're wrong. But <laughs> yeah, you 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 do the audition, you move on. Um, that is the most important thing is being able to just do the audition and immediately mentally just move on. Uh, um, because you you had a little bit of prep, a uh, little bit of little bit of warm up, a little bit of uh, figuring stuff out, um, and and of course with for character work you spend a lot more time on it because you know you're building a world here, right? Um, and and bringing a little bit more complex uh, improv to stuff like that, but yeah, uh, same thing with characters. You you analyze it, you go through it. Maybe you hire a coach uh, named Jacob Barons to help you through it, and uh, yeah, you you get it done and move on. Uh, because if you can't move on, you're dwelling on it, seeing to see if they come back. Uh, you're not paying attention to the next audition. You're not paying attention to things that you do have control. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's a very fast-paced world. Uh, so when you get a chance to finally get or to get to that booth uh, for that that nice juicy character role uh, that that uh, is ongoing, um, it's a real nice breath breath of fresh air to just be able to go and yeah. and follow these instincts and have that fun um, that uh, that you you only get to get a little taste of when you're doing auditions, but you need to, you need to be able to, to enjoy it in, in that, uh, in that moment of, of quick pre- preparation and quick leaving of it because that's your job. Yep. Yep. It's a, it's a fast pace, you know, move on to the next thing, you know, you know, I, I'd say don't dwell on certain things, but I mean, like, yeah, that's probably more of the commercial work. Don't dwell on it. If you hear it on the you know, radio, oh, no, it's all of it. It, uh, it oh. is all of it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's absolutely all of it because if you if you're sitting by the computer, it's like, okay, I did really good on that audition. I really hope that they 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 think I did good on that audition too. Did they email me? <laughs> oh no, let me let me email them back. It's like, hey, I had a great time doing this audition. Hey, do you want to meet up and do another audition? <laughs> hey, I'm uh I, I'm free this weekend. Uh, oh man, I think I have this great studio that we could go check out. It's got a uh, got wonderful mics. I think we're gonna have a great time together. Hey, are you? there you there question mark heart emoji heart emoji heart emoji please cast me please cast me <laughs> all of it left on red <laughs> uh-huh uh or red in this industry if it even gets red red at all but yeah, yeah i mean i regular doing 10 auditions a day oh so, wow. okay you know, yeah i, I, I uh, respect that i respect that yeah so do you, you when you when you get to that point um uh you you want to be able to enjoy it so it's not such a slog uh, and also be able to just leave it. And then when you do get that, that nice juicy character role, you just like, Oh man, I get to live here. Yep. And then you realize it's mega city one. And it's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, well, how about we go to some of the more nicer worlds you've been able to be a part of? Man? I mean, we talked about the commercials <laughs> and, and the video games. But let's talk about some of the animation rules that you've had. Because, I can, like you said before, like being able to immerse yourselves and really go off the walls with some of the characters you've had in animation. Like, I can only imagine how freeing the animation voice acting experience has to be. Oh, God. Um, the the world of Monkey Wrench is yes. fucking, fucking bonkers, man. <laughs> like, I... I love it. Um, I, 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 as I always tell Josh and Ashley, um, I'd be a fan of this show, even if I wasn't in it. Right. Um, uh, the, the storytelling that they do, um, the background storytelling, the, the layers that they have of, um, what they have planned, but also like all these, these little nuggets of the world that they have in their heads that they're waiting for the opportunity to, to tell us about and flesh out. I just want to know. And um, <clears throat> to anyone that thinks that I'm in the know and know the secrets or anything like that, no. I am. <laughs> it's episode by episode that they, they reveal this kind of stuff. Maybe uh, within an episode, they'll reveal something about Shrike's past or whatever, if that ever happens, uh, to just help me in, help inform me for a scene or something like that. But nope, I'm I'm in the same boat as, as almost everyone uh, when it comes to knowing the vastness of this amazing world that Josh and Ashley are creating. Um, and every time I get to jump back into it, it's like a, a, a comfy, uh, uh, stinky, cheesy uh, blanket that uh, getting to jump into the mind of that fucking degenerate that, that is also, <laughs> so, that is so, uh, uh, I guess, unfortunately and fortunately is so much me uh, uh, that there's so much to me in, in Shrike and how much I love uh, being as unhinged and, and stupid and, and uh, 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 crazy and, and uh, a little, a little endearing, but so hyper-focused on media and, um uh just living his best life and putting in the the least amount of effort the dude is fucking nuts and i love playing him and i love thinking of ideas for him and uh i, I love living in that world and any opportunity that i can get to do it uh i'm gonna jump at it i mean i can only imagine i mean i was gonna like say especially like getting to it's just the world of monkey wrench alone is just insane and the fact that you got to play you get to play one of probably the most unhinged characters with strike mm -hmm. sanchez like that has to, it, it's like letting the it's like letting the crazy people run the asylum after a certain point like you know oh, <laughs> um yeah i well the, the the fact of the matter is yeah the entire world of monkey wrench is is an asylum that is uh both both crazy uh in its idea is crazy in its characters, crazy in its environments, uh, crazy in its uh, systems, uh, um, its, its fucking potential. Every single time that there's a new episode or a new script, I'm just like, Jesus, this just keeps getting bigger and better, and I love it. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I, I can say uh, with the, the newest episode uh, coming out, since there, there have been um, some little teasers here and there. Mm. Um, if you ever get a chance, uh, bring Crescido on here because he'll he'll have a a wonderful experience of uh, telling you the other unhinged character in Monkey Wrench of playing Scratch. And yep. I I I hope one day that the two of us we're able to do a a joint session of doing the back and forth for their conversations because those two are just too 
intensity level tens uh, <laughs> when it comes up uh, so, because uh, but it's intensity level 10 with both of them <clears throat> one of them being uh, a, a complete smarmy asshole the other one being complete uh, stupid uh, off his rocker asshole and they're both of them butting heads uh, the, the both of them interacting is just some of the most fun that I've ever seen on on, on screen for a cartoon the, like the 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 two the, the when those two just tend to interact with each other like it, whatever little bits we've seen so far and I can only imagine especially with the newest episode it, it like it's just mm, it's like magic but in like the most disastrous way possible you know uh-huh. <laughs> this fucking train wreck is gonna be awesome there's gonna be bodies everywhere it's gonna be twisted metal and 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 uh, uh, blood geysers and and both of them are going to be spinning and smiling it's like ah! Ah, ah, the blood, the carnage. Ah, it's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I I have to know, how did the role first strike even come to you in the first place? Like, how did you get the opportunity to, to, to bring this character to life? Well, that, um, <laughs> so when I saw the, the audition, my, my friend Carolina, uh, or Caro <clears throat> or Kurzek on, uh, on Twitter, uh, check them out. They're also a fantastic artist. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent me the audition and it just instantly like jumped off the page to me. Um, <clears throat> it was, uh, it was Shrike telling a story and you guys heard a little bit of it. Uh, um, there was a teaser trailer for the voice cast uh, for monkey wrench. Let me hydrate real quick. Yeah, do what you need to do. <clears throat> but there was a little teaser for the voice cast where you got to hear some of that audition and uh, it was Shrike telling a story be- about <clears throat> him and Biebs, like involving a. Uh, it was either a bar brawl or a uh, uh, getting a pizza or or that sort of thing. And that was the whole audition. It was just this paragraph of Shrike telling the story, and it was it just jumped off the page. And originally, the voice wasn't exactly where it was mm. um, because the instruction was a combination of Master Shake and Cheech Marin. Okay. And I can do a pretty good Cheech Marin, man. It's it's not it's it's not too hard. It's a lot of fun. It's like, bye-bye, bye-bye, Lardes. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun. But I can't do a very good Master Shake. You know, it's, 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 it's just Dana Carvey's voice and it uh, – uh, he's a meatwad. It's spaghetti time. Oh yeah, spaghetti, huh? Oh, right, spaghetti. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they trying to compare Cheech Marin and a little bit of Master Shake, and you're starting to get a little bit closer together. And this was uh, originally Shrike's voice. It was it had a little bit of Master Shake in there and a little bit of Cheech Marin, and you just had start having a little bit of uh, um. Chincano kind of uh, uh, vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little bit more around here. It's like ah, uh, it's like uh, you should have seen it, amigos. Ah, uh, there I was, Beebs cowering in the corner behind some table thing. I think it was a table. Anyway, enough about Beebs. There I was about <laughs> to receive the biggest pizza with the most cheese ever put to crust. The 15 cheese atomic supreme. Ah, it was the best thing I ever put in my mouth, amigos. Um, but uh, uh, then Josh came back to me and was like, oh, man, that was great. I loved it. Can you make it a bit higher? I was like, oh, it's more like around here. This is it's more. This is a little bit more shrike. He's like, yep, that's it. You got it. <laughs> and the thing is, uh, years later, I, I discovered why he wanted a little bit higher and he wanted a little bit that range. 
because Josh is a big fan of the movie Kung Pao. Oh, and okay. I realized that Josh just basically made me do Betty's voice, but with a Mexican accent. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, birdie, birdie, tiger, tiger, tiger. <laughs> I'm a great magician. Your claws are red. But if he was, uh, but if he had a, a a sort of Mexican accent, and I'm just like, God damn it, Josh! If you just asked me to do Betty, I could have done Betty from the beginning. <laughs> you sly, you're you sly English man, you. I I think Josh was just more or less going for the masses because Kung Pao is a very niche movie that that if you know, people always love it. And trust me, I know, I love it. I get that reference immediately. But like, <laughs> but like when it comes to the masses, I think a lot of people are going to recognize Master Shake more than Betty. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not that that's a shame, but okay. uh, Kung, Kung Pao, absolutely. Everybody should be going. And like, you've, you've already kind of illustrated it, especially with, you know, what's to come but i have to know like ever since you've been able to fully immerse yourself with the role of strike like it has to be like surreal like how's the experience been bringing this character to life Mm. oh like a like a burp of uh uh, food that you forgot that you ate um (laughs) yeah uh it's been fantastic i mean like uh because he's so unhinged and because he he's just like pure id uh he he always just kind of jumps off the page to me um and Josh and Ashley are are very open in how that I interpret a lot of the lines that they they write um so I'll have a whole bunch of ideas and do a one two three of, of the line and uh maybe they have an idea for how they had it in their heads and we'll do that one but I'm all <laughs> I uh, the best way to put it is when I see the final product uh, <clears throat> or I start to see uh, uh, screens of it uh, put to voice and whatnot, I, I was so in the moment whenever I do those scripts and living in that world and just being this this psycho dude, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just like, wait, I did that? That was me? Wait, I, that was me? When did I say that? I didn't say that. No, you can't make me. No, I, I never said something to her. No, leave me alone. Ah! <laughs> um, yeah, so so it's just always a surprise uh, to me. Um, and uh, uh, because he's just so much fun and how much I love living in that world uh, and how brilliant uh, Josh and Ashley are in, in their writing and ideas, um, I just, uh, uh, I don't, even have to really feel like I have to create much. Um, like I, I, I even have to make him into something or, or be creative enough to, to form him into something because the lines just inform who he is and how he decides to do things. And because in that moment I am strike, it just feels natural to say the things that I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, Josh and Ashley and particularly Josh has known this character for so long he knows exactly uh, who he is and Ashley has uh, added brilliantly onto him to uh, uh, make this character that I just so effortlessly can jump into and be and have fun with because um, uh, if I get to you know 
just go on and make a whole bunch of noises think okay what are some of the situations that that shrek may be in? it's like okay he's running <laughs> oh he's laughing at something <laughs> Uh, or he's he's got some sort of uh, uh, he stubbed his son. Ah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe he's uh, he's fighting someone, but he's trying to be all uh, um, he's trying to be all uh, uh, cocky about it. He's like, <laughs> or maybe he uh, he saw the funniest thing that he ever saw in in his entire life, and he looks at it and goes. And then he sees something really, really scary and goes, <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just being able to make noises as him uh, is, uh, and knowing him is, is so effortless. Thanks to Josh and Ashley that I, I enjoy every second of it and just can come up with stuff off the top of my head because uh, the, the two of us are just so intertwined uh as as individuals for better or for worse yeah <laughs> i i definitely love the fact that he's a, a, a you know there's no indication of who i am as a person uh that that shrike is a selfish uh, asshole that that only cares about pizza and being lazy and uh um uh doing the bare minimum of work that's required for him to be able to survive no no this has nothing to do with me no no I, i'm sure it's just a coincidence more than anything else. it's a character you're investing yourself in the character you're, yeah yeah i'm just a character you know, <laughs> sure you're just you're just taking the character with you sometimes in real life it's, you know, just the fact that i've been uh, just the fact that i've been ordering uranium and sprinkling on my pizza has nothing to do with this <laughs> i hear it's got a nice little extra spice to it i, I personally haven't tried it from experience but uh <laughs> the tingling is what makes it fun <laughs> oh goodness and i mean like i can only imagine especially with like rolls like that and again just the vast majority and the vast range of roles that you've been able to have. Like I, I have to know, like thinking, thinking back to whenever you started voice acting and then dipped out of it and then got back into voice acting. Like, does it amaze you more or less how far you've been able to come along as a voice actor? Like the, the, the characters you've been able to voice and the opportunities you've been able to get since you've really invested yourself in this. Nathan postmodern art podcast. I am fucking fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm going to be the the most amazing voice actor. Look how goddamn far I've come. Just look at uh, the the my impressive chest of work. Just look at the biceps of characters that I have going on. Look how I flex. How amazing my my vocal skills are. Oh, how many so many so many girthy commercials. So many pumped up swole explainers. Oh yeah, mm, oh yeah, I'm an Adonis voiceover. Uh. So I take that as a yes. Um. <laughs> no, I'm fucking terrible. I, 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 I have so much more to improve, and yeah, uh, but yeah, I can I can certainly take a split second and and you know listen to something that I did way back when and uh, uh, realize how far that I've come. Um, at the same time, I'm always mostly looking forward and and trying to improve and become girthier. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. That's understandable. It's one of those like, you know, don't dwell too much on the past. Keep moving forward. But also appreciate where you've the how far you've been able to come along. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, we can all in the th things that we're passionate about, we can get wrapped up and be comparing ourselves to uh, 
to the other swool individuals around us in our individual uh, in our chosen fields and think badly about our stuff. Um, but being able to at least look at our personal growth and uh, uh, realize how far you come is uh, affirming. Um, something that that I think I I should do on a more often than than not. But I'm I'm too busy uh, um, pumping my my massive voiceover. Fair enough. I mean, that's understandable. I mean, even then, like, you know, if not for you, I know other people would certainly appreciate the stuff you've been able to put forward. Like, I can only imagine for you, like, seeing the community of people that, although they might not always associate you personally, seeing the characters that you have played and being able to, like, grasp onto some of them and really, like, embrace some of them. Like, that's got to be surreal for you more than anything else, knowing that you provide a character, voice for a character, you provide life for a character that other people are instantly, like, grabbing onto and relating to. You mean my original intention of getting into voiceover of making everybody love me is working? I think it's, I think you're doing a good job. Oh my God, everyone loves me. Oh, I finally have meaning in life. People, people actually like, man, now I can personally affirm, like I can have self-confidence because I have outside uh, affirmation. That's how self-confidence works. Oh, my life, my life is finally fulfilled. My entire reason for doing this career of people, making people like me is finally affirmed. I knew it was the right way to go. Jacob, do you need a hug? Huh? What? No, I'm fine. Hi, what do you want? What do you want? No, I, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm the girthy uh, voice actor going on here. I mean, look how swole I made this uh, explainer video. It sounds like I'm just so massive and talented. Uh, mm, don't don't you agree, Mr. Nathan, Postmodern Art Podcast? <laughs> Uh, uh, the interview's still going on, my boy. Yes, it What's is. so funny? Are we supposed to be laughing again? <laughs> oh, it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You're a fantastic artist, and I love you. But you could be improving on the name, Mr. Postmodern, on my podcast. <laughs> Jacob, you are a character, and I fucking love you. <laughs> oh, that's the best that I've heard all day. Besides when the sandwich artist told me that he put meatloaf on my, on my, 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 he put mayonnaise on my prosciutto. Interesting. <laughs> Not bad. Well, I, I, I like, I like my man. I like my, my, my sandwiches to have a little bit of white stuff on them. Is that a problem? Mr. Nathan, postmodern art podcast. No, I, I enjoy a good bit of mayo with some of my sandwiches as well. I, I like it. I like it to, to, to just be dripping, dripping with fluids, if that's what you say. I like my sandwich to be look like it's crying. Just like my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have I lost you? A little bit. I mean, <laughs> oh. Good. It means the interview is going well. The interview is going great. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know how we got on that tangent, but I fucking love it. All right, well, well <laughs> my plan is working. This is pulling uh, pulling people away from the the, the self deprecation. <laughs> Nobody even remembers that now. All they remember is <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right, well, I'll ask this question instead. All right, so, uh, you you said you want to be, you know, Im you know, improving, you know, pumping the iron for more of these voice acting roles or whatnot. And again, you've had tons of opportunities for some incredible roles. I have to know: is there a role 
or like a type of role that you've personally wanted to sink your teeth into that you haven't had an opportunity to really like embrace and immerse yourself in a kind of world that would be encompass this role? What would be like the one role that you would love an opportunity just to be a part of? Well, Mr. Nathan, Postmodern Art Podcast, there's actually a, uh, there's a Daruma um, sitting on my, my desk in my booth uh, that's got that written on the back of it. And it is working on a project with Rebecca Sugar. Okay. Okay. Yep. That is, um, I, I don't know. Uh, I've heard rumors here and there of them uh, doing something. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but I, that is my goal as uh, as a voice actor to to work with them and pick their brain and um, you know experience one of these fantastic worlds uh, that they they create. Um, yeah, that's I, I don't have a. I, I, there are certainly iconic roles out there, like mm-hmm. um, um, I think one day I would like to be able to play Mickey. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun. I I love Chris Dimitopoulos' interpretation of, but, uh, oh, no, you know, I'm just obsessed with you. (laughs) Uh, uh, Or, or, oh, what's some other ones? Like, uh, great googly moogly! (laughs) Or, um, oh, what's, uh, uh, oh, yeah. She's my girlfriend! (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I love how unhinged or or like crazy Chris Dimitopoulos has made Mickey, and I I hope one day to uh, to at least get the opportunity to bring that same kind of energy to to Mickey. But um, and, and actually, you know, give Mickey a personality. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's one of the iconic roles that I'd like to play. But um, yeah, I really. I really want to be able to be in the booth and get directed by and find out more and hear the process of, of Rebecca sugar for, and of course, thank them personally, uh, for reigniting, uh, my career through their, through their art. Right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's certainly a dream. It's a dream, a part of my dream. And, uh, um, I hope one day to fill in the other eye of that Daruma. There you go. There you go. I was gonna say if nothing else would be a truly a, a a really good full circle moment, like you said. Of, you know, they if it wasn't for them, who knows where you would be when it comes to like voice acting stuff like that. You probably would still be a, a audio technician if it wasn't for Steven Universe and such. Who knows where your career would have went? It'd be a very girthy opportunity. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Rebecca Sugar, for this girthy opportunity. Let us become swollen, swollen, and and buff together in this booth. <laughs> <laughs> let us pu- let us pump uh, uh, pump animation together. There you go. There you go. Well, Jacob, we've been talking a lot about again, like all sorts of different roles and all sorts of different aspects that you've had. But for this next question, if I may, all, all sorts of different projects. But for this next question, if I may, I want to give you more or less the dream scenario, if I may. Let's say I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags right here. I come up to you and I'm like, look, Jacob, we know that you can do some incredible stuff. We've heard the opportunities you've had before. And we feel like if given the opportunity, you could really be given something incredible. You could do something truly incredible. We have access to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible. And more money than there should be possible. We should really be compensating for the, the writers and actors that are on strike right now. We'll focus on them in a minute. Right now we are focusing on you and you alone. And we promise we'll get back to them. We promise. We promise. We promise. 
If given this opportunity, what would be the dream Jacob Barron's project? Um, well, if I met up with Mr. Moneybags here and infinite money and infinite power, I'd tell him, uh, well, uh, Mr. Moneybags, we need, um, we'll need a lot of money for wood. Okay. Uh, we'll need a lot of money to make platforms. Uh, we'll need um, metallurgy people to make uh, giant blades. And uh, about you and about a hundred other of your friends, and um, we'll, we'll we'll need you to participate in this project. No, okay. no, no. Uh, they, they, it may it may uh, you know they may look like guillotines, but they're not. They're not functional. Okay. And okay. Um, yeah. Um, uh, oh, and uh, the sharpening of the knives and the uh, the cooks to the other side of the guillotines. They're they're not related in any sort of way. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, uh, just uh, sign the check and um, just make sure that you're there next Friday. And uh, um, don't wear anything with a high uh, high neck or anything like that. Um, it uh, it'll interfere with the project. So no, yeah, um, I, I just want to make sure that we really. Um, I my, my my checkbook does have a tendency to bounce, so you might want to make sure that the money goes through before you institute all this stuff. Just before you know, before you get any of this stuff started. Um, well, I don't think you really need to be worrying about your checkbook bouncing in this case. Uh, okay. but. Um, yeah, I, I you you also seem to see be a very buoyant individual, so I, I think that'll work in your favor in this project. Um, it's not it. a it's not a character trait that uh, you hear most often, but you have a very a very bulbous and and buoyant and and bouncy head. So I think that's really going to help you in this and and the rest of your 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 associates in this project. So yeah. Um, Oh, and uh, uh, this little document here that signs over all your assets and money to to me that's unrelated. Um, but uh, if you could just sign that like right before oh, yeah, yeah, uh, we yeah, begin yeah. the project, it's really going to be. Uh, let, me, um, let, me, let me get the golden quill for that one. Um. Yes, yes, thank you. Oh, you have a golden quill, man. That 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 makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So um, guillotines and eat the rich. Yeah, that that would be my my dream project. Uh, I, I don't really, I, I am always just more in awe of, of writers and artists of how their ability to create nothing out of, mm -hmm. uh, or to, wow, I got that bad. They create nothing out <laughs> they of create, nothing. They create nothing. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Ah, oh, Josh and Ashley, you really just create nothing. Ah, oh, Doodle, I, I, I love how much nothing that you create. Oh, Mr. Nathan, postmodern on podcast, you've created the most amazing nothing that I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, I don't create anything. I just let the, the, the artists themselves talk about the stuff that they create. Oh, you <laughs> make someone else do the work. Oh, man, that's so smart. Oh, man, I need to create a voice act. I need to do, like, a voice acting, quote-unquote, podcast. And it just so happens to have a script, and I can just, like, make other people do my work for me. <laughs> I am brilliant. Um... Yeah, I just don't. I I'll write little scripts here and there um, okay. uh, that are derivative of, of other stuff. Um, I'll I'll have an idea for a quick character relating to someone else's project. Um, I just as as an actor, I excel at building on other others' ideas. Um, okay. As I as I always say, for especially for something like Monkey Wrench, I'm the icing on top of the cake that. Uh, Josh and Ashley baked. True. Um, it's 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 a little it's the little bit of magic that that helps it make it that much more real. But that's what I'm doing. I'm helping. Mm -hmm. um, I'm adding on to. They're the ones that are actually making and creating and and 
baking the entire thing and, and making it all possible. Um, uh, maybe down the line, I'll, I'll start, uh, um, expanding it or, or enjoying directing or something like that. But, <laughs> uh, ultimately I, I find like my job on, on productions to be, it's going to be the most self-deprecating, the least creative mm. because like, yeah, I'm, I'm realizing something that someone else created and adding my own little spins to it, my own little flourishes. Um, but they're the ones doing the meat and potatoes. They're the ones making so much uh, out of this. Sorry, making nothing out of uh, something. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I, I I certainly take inspiration from them, but I mostly enjoy uh, adding on and and helping to realize as well as bringing a few little ideas here and there that they may not have thought that they wanted to these projects. Uh, so infinite money, infinite power, uh, infinite influence, um, you know, guillotine the rich, eat the, eat the rich and, uh, make the world a better place. Yeah. That seems like a valid little, little, little dream project. I think I can get on board for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, 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 it employs carpenters and, uh, blacksmiths indeed. and, and chefs and, uh, it feeds, it feeds the poor and the hungry. There you go. There we go. But sadly, we gotta come down from that dream scenario. We gotta get back to reality, and I'll ask. The, oh, there goes gravity. Yep. I'll ask the ever so generic question: Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five to ten years from now? Um, working. That's a valid. Still working. That's a valid response. Still, still working. Um, uh, I hope that I have one day to to eventually moved to to LA um I had plans uh, a little little while ago about three years ago about March of 2020 to uh, mm. move to LA um I wonder uh, why they so fell through it's COVID it's COVID maybe. okay okay, okay. It's COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's, it's, it's COVID. it was COVID yeah yeah I thought that was pretty obvious yeah that was kind of like yeah I was I was even doing the voice there Nathan like he's supposed to be He's yeah, like, <laughs> oh, thank you for playing along, Nathan, my <laughs> postmodern podcast boy. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I, I would move to LA solely for the purpose of of work, um, and not that I'm necessarily looking forward to that because I'm not the biggest fan of the city of LA in general. Right. But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity there. Personally, I would much prefer that the remote and, uh, work, the remote work expands and that what they were able to do during 2020 and early 2021 of, expanding out and there was no degradation of of acting or work or audio quality or anything and realizing that remote was completely and utterly possible mm. and that there's really no point of relegating these projects to la um i really hope that in five years that that remote voice casting has expanded so much even more that i don't have to move to to la right but um yeah in uh in five years, um, I, I hope to be a, a better associate for the company. I hope that I can uh, uh, strive to to make the company more money and strive to to 
uh, expand the company's influence and just be the model employee that I can be. And please keep me employed, please. <laughs> well, I, I, I think if you keep up the good work that you have been doing, I think yeah, I can definitely see you having a future in at least a couple of years. Um, <laughs> 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 ah, he's bringing it back. You're wonderful. <laughs> Indeed. As we start to wind down the interview, I just have one last question I want to ask you, Jacob. Obviously, you've been... Oh, God, it's uh, good. It's done. All right. All right. See you, Nathan. I'm Wait, good. you have one more question. One more question. Oh, okay, fine. <clears throat> Obviously, you've been deeply entrenched in art and voice acting work for, for ages now, for years now. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Um, I think art is very important for the world's whole. Okay. Um, it, 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 it fills the, uh, the world's hold, uh, um, widely and deeply. Um, the world's whole has expanded thanks to, to art. Um, this, this, this whole has become even better, even, um, even more taught, even more, uh, um, you know, a better looking whole thanks to, uh, to, to art. Um, art, uh, is, is a great influence on many a whole, and, um, you know, I, I think that uh, art, you could even say, is a big hole itself. Um, you know, it, 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 it fills us. It, uh, it, it helps us uh, realize this hole's depths. And um, I don't know what we're going to find at the bottom of that hole, but uh, I think that, that art is really helping us, uh, you know, spelunk into as far and deep and, and uh, spacious as we can make this hole be. Man, that 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 first role back in the voice acting, the softcore porn, really had an influence you to this point, hasn't it? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what? I'm just talking about the world as a whole. It was your question. Jeez, you're the one who started this question with holes. That's whole. What's your w obsession? Uh, what's your what's your obsession? What's your obsession with the war world's hole here, Mister Nathan Postmodern Art Podcast? <laughs> Are you trying to fill the world's hole with your postmodern art podcast, Mr. Nathan Postmodern Art Podcast? That's whole Isn't spelled W H O L E. What's the difference? Well, whole is a whole <laughs> without the W is a is a deep cavernous place, and whole I'm talking about the entirety oh, of it with the W. Let's talk about this deep. You just talk about this deep cavernous place here, Nathan Postmodern Art Podcast. <laughs> You seem to, you seem to, I mean, you said that you asked this question uh, for, for each of your podcasts. So, yeah. I mean, you, you, you've obviously have a trend with holes. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I provided a, a very deep analysis of, of said hole. And, um, you know, uh, if you want me to go deeper into this hole, I can. I mean, if you want to go deeper, I, I won't stop you. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, oh man. Oh wow. Okay, Nathan Postmodern Art Podcast. This is quite the hole. Uh all right. Echo. Oh, wow. Okay. Someone's been in this hole before. Um all right. <laughs> and with that <laughs> All right. That's that's interestingly worded if I do say so myself, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> and as long as I as long as I made you giggle, then 
then I did my job. And if I didn't make you giggle, then it just makes it more awkward and it makes other people giggle. So, uh, so Jacob, you didn't make me giggle. You made me fall and laugh like crazy at one point during this podcast. All right. I think, I think you've done a wonderful job. Good. <laughs> I would say, Jacob, that's all the questions that I have for you. I've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I want to show you with a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do what the fuck I want. Um, yeah. Uh, Jacob, I've said, obviously many times before, but I have been really impressed with the stuff you've been able to put forward. I mean, obviously I knew you for, for strike first and foremost and hearing the, the effort and the energy that you put in that character is probably one of the best characters in all of indie animation period. Um, the fact that you've been able to bring that character a whole new level of energy that is sometimes unmatched. Like I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the effort you put into that. Especially whenever I dug and did research and saw all the other aspects that you've had a hand in, I cannot help but just remain impressed in one way or another hearing like the, the kind of range that you have, whether it be from the commercial work, the video games, the animation, hearing all the different aspects that you've been able to dip your toes into and just hearing the the different ways that you've been able to truly express yourself in one way or another. And especially now that I've had you on the podcast, hearing your story, it gives me a whole new level of respect to the point to where I think the roof is like, there's a speaking of holes, there's a giant hole with how high my level of respect <laughs> has gone through with all this. I've been able to have a hand in and I cannot thank you enough for putting yourself out there. I cannot thank you enough for really, truly, putting everything you can into this industry because I think the industry is better with you in it and you're doing a wonderful job really making characters that people cannot help but love. So please, 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 I know you said you want to do this for the rest of your life. I sincerely hope you do get the opportunity to do this for the rest of your life because you are providing incredible stuff that people cannot help but love. So thank you for what you do. Please keep up the incredible work. Thank you so much. You're speaking about my favorite subject with is me. <laughs> I... Man, if we could just have the whole podcast about you pour it on about how amazing I am, just oh god. Oh, I mean man. that's, that's kind of what I tried to do. Up. <laughs> yeah, I feel myself swelling up with all of this this ego and it, oh man. Uh oh, you've made me so so buff and oof, yeah, give 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 me some more of that, uh, Nathan, uh, postmodern art podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh you you look incredible, you you sound fantastic. Right. Uh oh yeah. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. uh I I Ugh. I would I would try to stalk you if I knew where you lived. Um Oh <laughs> man, yeah, yeah, you should. I'm the most stalkable. Ooh. Um, yeah, thank you so much. It's been, it's been a blast. And, uh, I hope that, uh, I hope that you, you show similar fervor that you do in this, this podcast in your own voiceover career. I, I, I will sincerely try more than anything else. And I'm dead serious. Whenever you do decide to get that class going, let me know, because I would love to get more an opportunity to really, I guess, peer inside your brain and figure out how this, this industry would kind of work from your perspective. I mean, I feel like I had you a good, <laughs> I was say, I feel like I had a good perspective with how we talked about, like, especially some of the commercial work and stuff like that. But you know, that's just probably a taste of how, what it means to be in this, in this industry. Yes. I gave you a taste of my brain. And now that you can't, you can't resist. Give me your money. Yes. Money. <laughs> All of the money. Yes. Take me. Well, if you want people to potentially give you more money, or at the very least, just show some more love and respect like I've been able to today, go ahead and plug your stuff for the people at home. 
Uh, well, I mean, I, I could talk about being a plug or something like that, but yeah, I uh, got, got the Twitter, Jacob Barron's got the Instagram, Jacob Barron's got the TikTok, Jacob Barron's, um, the website, Jacob Barron's.com. Um, do you see a trend here? Just, just search Jacob Barron's like yeah, I, I, you, I you'll find it's uh and i i make sure that i'm extremely easily stalkable at this point because <laughs> that's 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 what you do in my my situation is that you want to get out there you want as much people to find you as easily as possible and as such they um you, you take the good with the bad and uh you know sometimes you get an extremely uh devoted uh, uh extremely devoted fan named nathan postmodern art podcast showing up at your door <laughs> hi hi how are you fuck this shit i'm out <laughs> no do you have any final words before we sign off flubin Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I greatly do appreciate you sticking up to this point. Uh, like I said in the intro, this was definitely the most I've left during an episode of the podcast. Uh, Jacob, if you've gotten up to this point, sincerely thank you for your time and thank you for the the entertainment that you brought more than anything else. Uh, you, you, you were definitely a ball of energy that I was not expecting when I brought you on. <laughs> oh my god. Like, seeing Jacob and, like, hearing how he was, like, I it, he let out a ball of energy that I try to get as much as I can on the podcast. And I try to return to my guests as much as I can, you know, with, to a certain extent. Um, like, Jacob, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nevertheless, thank you, Jacob. I, I, I genuinely do appreciate you. Uh I, I hate to immediately take it from good times to to sad times, but I wanted to take some time at the end of this podcast to talk about something in life that happened. Um, I would have probably done this with last week's episode, but literally the thing that I'm about to talk about happened like a couple. It will happened like right before last week's episode premiere, but. At the time that this episode is premiered, it would have been one week since the world has sadly lost uh, Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda. Uh, for those who don't know who he was, uh, he was a WWE wrestler, that uh, multiple-time champion there, that sadly passed away uh, due to a heart attack that was brought upon by... Uh, dealing with issues with COVID that exacerbated a heart issue. Um, the guy was only 36 years old and you know, it, that alone is just sad. But you know, for me, Bray Wyatt was one of the reasons why I got into wrestling. Uh, Bray Wyatt is 
was a creative force in WWE, at least in my eyes. And, you know, whenever I heard the news, I was unsure at first if it was legit or not. But, yeah, seeing that it was Triple H that kind of said it, yeah, no, it's kind of serious. Um, I know I talk about wrestling here and there on the podcast. Um, and that's because, to me, it's definitely an art form. It's an art form to where you can tell a story in a different way in a completely like in ways that are hard to really describe the fact that you can sometimes tell an entire story without saying an entire word really speaks volumes Bray Wyatt was probably one of the best storytellers to come out of WWE some of the creativity that he had brought in no matter what character he had brought in and he was truly devoted to that character you can tell there was a lot of love and passion with what he was doing. Um, if you have not taken the opportunity to check out his stuff, I highly recommend go through and find whatever you can. Especially, especially the Firefly Funhouse match from WrestleMania 36 against John Cena. If you want to talk about how to tell a fucking story, that is probably the best example that he has ever done of that. Especially whenever you consider like what wrestling is and the fact that he was able to tell a story like that like speaks volumes. But more than anything else, like I can speak on the creative force, but at the end of the day he was still a person. Uh he he was a son, he was a brother, he was a father, he was a husband, he was everything. He sadly left behind a wife and four kids. And I sincerely hope for the best for them. Uh, you know, I never personally met the guy, but he was a guy that I would have loved to have had on the podcast, especially whenever he was released from WWE for a little bit. And even whenever he came back from WWE, he was someone that I would have loved to have an opportunity to just to understand kind of the love and passion he had for both the business, for storytelling, horror films, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. And while I am saddened that I will never get the opportunity, at the end of the day, like, this is, you know, the legacy he left behind is bigger than this podcast. He, like I said, he was one of the people that truly got me interested in wrestling. And I will always keep that near and dear to my heart. I will always appreciate the time that we had with him. And I sincerely hope whatever he's doing nowadays... You know, up and wherever. I sincerely hope he gets the opportunity to live to the fullest. Um, it just really sucks. It really does. Like at 36 years old, that is way too young, people. I'm sorry to say that. That is way too young. Take the time to go to your loved ones. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that you care. Let them know that they mean the world to you. Um, and like always, like showcase that love to the world. Give that love back. We need more love in this world. And again, I'm sorry to end this on kind of a downer note, but at the same time, you know, seeing how art like that can have such an impact on me, can have an impact on so many different people. Let it be known that let your love and passion truly be shown out to the world because you'll never know 
who it reaches, you'll never know who takes inspiration from it. You'll never know who takes it to heart and who really feels appreciated. That's why I'm always going to encourage it because, you know, especially with what Bray Wyatt did, with what Wyndham Rotunda did, it speaks volumes to everyone that he touched, both personally and, you know, professionally. Like I said, call you know, call your parents, call your brothers and sisters. Let 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 them know that you love them. Tell them that you love them. I love you guys. Please keep up the incredible work. Please keep doing incredible stuff. Please, 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 please keep showing that love and passion for what you do and showcase it to the world. Again, you'll never know who gets to see it, and you'll never know how much it speaks to them. 